are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Hope you had a great uh, three-day weekend if you had yesterday off. I did. Uh, so I definitely enjoyed it. And now my whole week is just thrown off. I actually thought today was Monday. Um, but, hey, short work week. So there you go. What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to be uh, giving you an update on the latest uh, reports regarding who the Spurs are looking at, aiming to work out with, talk with, you know, all that good stuff, ahead of the 2021 NBA draft. Yeah, there are a couple more guys to add to the list. And they're going to be talking about a rumor that popped up that supposedly the Spurs and the Lakers sign and trade DeMar DeRozan, that the Lakers aiming, yeah, yeah, you heard this before. We're going to be talking about that and what that means for San Antonio or maybe not. To do that and more, I'm joined by Spurs writer Ty Yeager, who goes by Ty Guy, apparently, on his um, communications chat, I guess. Uh, I, I would Zoom, not. Whatever you're using. I would not say that I use this regularly. I just kind of ha- I thought I would spice up this Tuesday, just have some fun. Hi, Guy. That reminds me of the Mario Brothers character, Shy Guy. Remember that guy? That's That was but like the would- one guy. That's the one guy I would like always go to in Mario Kart. He was like a ghost, right? Was he? He was like the red ghost with that mask, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. yes. You're not a shy guy, though. You definitely have some hot takes when it comes. Oh to yeah, the I'm not. A sh- I see, yeah, I I'm not a shy guy. That's Twitter. why I'm a Thai guy. Ha ha. Uh, Sorry, I'll stick myself out. Sorry, guys. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at the Thai Jaeger. It's not just the Thai Jaeger. It's the. You got to emphasize the Thai Jaeger. Right now, uh, he has a lot of hot takes when it comes to the Spurs, and he definitely gets into the mix. With Spurs fans, sometimes Ty, I wonder how you survive a, a daily, uh, well, daily talking with Spurs fans at the rate you go. It's I love talking with everyone Spurs Twitter. I love taking questions and all that. So feel free to hit me up with those. But man, sometimes you guys got reel it in. I'm sorry, y'all. You got reel it in at times. It can get hairy out there. It it, it does. It does. And we there there's the usual suspects, of course. But man. I, Sometimes you y'all just need to reel it in terms of like y'all y'all thinking a little too crazy sometimes. Well, that's for another episode. Hopefully you were not. Uh, well, no, hopefully you do stir up the pot on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Ty, one thing you've been really good at this offseason is, um, and I, in my opinion, I think you're the best so far out there on Spurs social media is giving the fans an update on who the team is looking at. Uh, working out, chatting with the head of the 2021 NBA draft. Now, since we last spoke. There have been a couple of additions. Ty, what is going on with the Spurs? All right, so we have, I want to say, 13, 13 guys now that the Spurs have worked out with. Um, although there are, is one player that has dropped his name from the NBA draft, and it's going to be Jordan Hall. He's withdrawn from the draft, but we have, multi- new, uh, we have new reports with people working out with the Spurs, including Josh Primo, which I'm not sure we talked about talked about on here before yet. Ethan Thompson was one of the newest ones. And then now uh, Chris uh, Durart. I'm guessing I'm going to get that wrong. He's coming out Mm -hmm. of Oregon. Um, One of the older guys in the draft, of course, uh, which is kind of curious, the 24 years old. Him and someone else, the Spurs have also interviewed or worked out. 
have been some of the one some of the older players in this draft class. Of course, these are second round prospects. These are not first round. Mm-hmm. Just let everyone know before you freak out. That's kind of one thing that you guys keep doing for some reason. You guys keep freaking out over guards that are second round prospects. Easy tie, easy there. I'm just I'm just letting y'all know it's these are second round prospects, guys. Stop, stop, stop freaking out. It's it's not worth the trouble. I'm letting y'all know. Sometimes you guys over dramatize things, and it's just and, like, and, why are you putting the effort in? Calm down, and, y'all. And, here, and here's something else too. Most of these reports and workouts and everything Ty is going to write about ahead usually pan out for nothing. Yeah, so. Yeah, don't yeah. get yourself all worked up. But Ty, one thing that's interesting though is again, guards. Reportedly, the Spurs are looking at guards. Do you think that's where they're gonna aim in that second round pick? The second round pick is so weird. And it's and usually with these workouts, at least from what I've seen, is that they're kind of doing their due diligence because you don't know who's gonna be available at in the second round. You don't know the everyone else's draft boards. For instance, uh, like Trey Murphy has been jumping up draft boards where he mm-hmm. was like he before, before the combine, he was kind of like a early second round pick. Suddenly he's looking to go into the first round, not lottery or anything, but he's go, he's jumping. He's jumping boards. And so you could see some of these guys just kind of jumping boards. You don't know where the who's going to land it at your feet. Like Trey Lyles landed at the feet at the Spurs last draft and. Again, that was like a first round talent that just dropped. So you never know which one of these guys is going to be available at 41. And you never know that these guys could be guys that you bring onto your training camp roster right. and might give them a two way contract in the end or bring them on for Austin as well. So there's a lot more due diligence with these second round workouts because I think there's a lot more opportunities for them to join the team besides being actually picked within the draft itself. Yeah, it, it seems to be, as of right now, a lot more wing guard, you know, that the Spurs are reportedly talking with and working out. Uh, but one of the guys that you highlighted in one of your articles recently, uh, you can find that, by the way, over at Ty's Twitter, which is at the Ty Yeager. Yeah, is my uh, pet is tweet. Key, yep. And um, is Keon Johnson. But a lot of Spurs fans are, you know, for the most part, not all, but for the most part, are up in arms about the Spurs focusing on guards. You know, oh, don't use your number 12 pick on a guard. Da, 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 da. But Keon Johnson, if he's there, he could be a quite the addition to the roster, uh, Ty. Yeah, it's the issue is I don't see him getting past eight in terms of like you every like out of all the draft boards I was looking at and like mock drafts. Keon Johnson at eight was like the most consistent one that I saw across all different mock drafts. And it's no, it's, it's no surprise. He's there. He's explosive. Kind of like, it, I'm not saying that he, re, that he's a full comparison, but he kind of reminds me of Lonnie in terms of just being a pure athletic man who can just mm-hmm. do any, anything with the athleticism. And as well as he has a go-to score, he's a, he has pesky defensive skills. But he's had some inconsistencies with shooting and all that, so that's kind of why he's not exactly a top five pick. But it's Keon Johnson is certainly a guy that you you could you could go really right with in terms of picking at picking at twelve, especially if he drops there. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you know, because remember everybody, uh, the Spurs have two picks, which is the second round pick at number forty one. So uh, as as Ty is mentioning, a bulk of these guys that they're working out with could. Sp- you know, technically still be there at 41. If are there, are there any of these guards wing players that 
if the Spurs, you know, are set to draft next and they're on the clock and some of these guys are on right now, who do you think the Spurs should target? It has for me, I've I've been sold on Joe Joe Weiskamp, who's more of a kind of a wing type player at six seven. Mm-hmm. His skills have been have shown some stuff that I like that the Spurs could could desperately use in terms of shooting, having some size for switchability, and just kind of being a solid all-around tech glue guy. Like the comparison for Weisskamp Weiss is kind of like a cheaper version of a uh, fr- Franz Wagner, who's mm-hmm. who's also projected a lottery pick. He's an all-around type dude that you can get you can get everything that you need from. And he had a gr- Joe Weisskamp had a great combine too. So he's probably jumping up some draft boards. I'm not sure he's going to go first round, but he's definitely going to go in this draft somewhere. And mm-hmm. But Weisskamp would be one of the guys I would go to. Austin Reeves is always a solid. He was a just the he was a leading scorer for Oklahoma, uh, and as well has some. Imp- he needs to improve his three point shooting, but man, he was able to score anywhere on the floor, averaging eighteen point three points at Oklahoma. Right. Um, and then, but really, you do have some solid talent. There's some solid talent mm-hmm. throughout the second round. It's just very streaky uh you have issues with age like uh mia kiot is 24 austin reeves is 23 this is the segment of the ultra player of the week brought to you by michelob ultra now look the spurs are eliminated from the playoffs obviously they're well into their offseason but let's take a look back at last season and look at somebody who stood out throughout the year and hope to see them more for them exactly next season i want to give it to Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell really shined as a rookie. When he got playing time, he showed a lot of what the Spurs could use next season from a 3 and D wing kind of player. Uh, Ability to knock down the three, defend, low turnovers, good scoring punch off that bench, and much, much more. You're going to see development from him next season, and I'm hoping to see a spike in his minutes next year. He is the ultra player of the year on this episode of Locked On Spurs. And hey, it's only worth it if you enjoyed Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Joyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. Uh, so you're going to get some older guys. Primo was like, in, like in 19, right? Like, wasn't that Josh Primo like 19 years old? Like one of the youngest guys in the draft? Primo is one of the youngest guys yeah. in the draft at 19. Yeah. So like it's more this. it's more the second round picks that have those older age limits that are going to have the higher kind of a lesser upside. These are guys that went to went all four years. Derek White was actually one of those guys that was one of the older draft prospects when he was drafted. So it, it does it's not the end of the world if you do get a second round guy that's like 23 or 24. It just means mm-hmm. that their upside's a little bit limited and that's why they're in the second round. And, and I think, that, I guess, you know, look, there's been a lot of talk about what the Spurs are going to do in number 12, but there really hasn't been a lot of talk at number 41. But Ty, at the end of the day, you think that, hey, you know, people shooting shouldn't get all bent out of shape over a 41 pick. I mean, look, I'm not knocking the guy, but look what happened with Weatherspoon. You know, late second round picks really don't pan out um, unless they hit, you know, hit a home run like maybe they did with a modern Ginobili. But overall, I think the Spurs got nothing to lose at 41, right? You take a risk, you take a gamble. You can probably get a project player at 41 is that correct ty yeah really the second round pick is your is the one that you're going to gamble with this is going to be that 
this is where some of your scouting is in terms of you're looking for sleepers. You're looking for guys that might be hidden talents. Jim's in the Jim's in the rough. Uh, and so you're not going to the second round pick is never going to be a solidify. Oh, it's a you you judge a franchise for picking whoever they did in the second round. It, that's not really how it works. Second second round's a gamble. And and it really shows how your scouting team does. If you can find some really good talent there and that talent can pan out, damn, that's that's always a good way to go. And of course, the second round is not second round still has some solid players that have came out of it. Of course, the MVP Jokic was a second round pick. Monte Ginobili was a second round pick. I believe um I was thinking of someone. So I someone was on top of my head and I just and I lost that was right. a second round pick. Yeah, I, but I get it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm there's sorry. there's a handful of second round picks that you can get that can easily pan out. It just depends on that player. Now we now the second round picks haven't really been that good for the Spurs lately. Look at Blossom Game, then Met Two, then Weatherspoon. Yeah. But of course, those were all project guys. But I mm-hmm. think Trey Jones is gonna really pan out. Again, he was a first round talent that just dropped to the second round because the guards were heavily overloaded in twenty in the twenty twenty draft. I mean, so it's hit or miss. You're going to gamble and yeah. you just you shouldn't really be like I said, don't put too much energy into it. Don't yeah. don't don't put the pain that pain on yourself. It's not worth it. It's a second round pick. Yeah, don't worry exactly. about it. And it's and it's a late second round. I, I would understand if it was an early second round. You know, I get that. We're talking number 41. And again, no it's, knock on these it's guys. Like, it's like know? middle of the pack. It's like middle yeah, of the it's pack. like middle of the pack. Yeah. Again, don't no knock on these guys. Like they have enough talent to at least get drafted in the NBA. But historically, you know, late second round picks or you know, middle, middle-ish picks uh, normally don't uh, line up. Normally don't. Now there's been a lot of surprises, obviously, but uh Spurs fans got to understand that if they do go with a guard with that second round pick, it's not the end of the world. They'll likely see time in the G League, aren't they? I mean, probably the bulk of their rookie career, uh, rookie season. Excuse me, Ty, is that correct? If you're if you're a G League fan, if you really like watching the Austin Spurs or go to Austin Spurs games, then you might want to keep an eye on whoever your second round pick is because you're most likely going to be seeing them, like you said. But yeah. it's maybe. If there is a full youth movement, you never know. You could probably have this guy could probably get some run off the bench. You never know, but mm-hmm. most likely he's he's going to be an Austin. He's going to be. These are prospects. Yeah. They're called a prospects for a reason because they got some work to do. And in yeah. uh, Austin is going to be the clear the clear destination for these guys. And I think some of these guys do understand that. Deep. We'll transit to our next topic, which is the big report that came out about the Lakers and DeMar DeRozan. But before we switch to that, again, you know, the focus should be number 12. Obviously, you know, the Spurs cannot miss on that. They got to get, you know, big or get a wing player, three and D guy, whatever. That's the real focus on. You know, they need to really hit that out of the park, don't they, Ty? They do. It's number 12. That's where they're going to. I'm going to say this. These are these report these guys that we know that the Spurs have interviewed or worked out. These are only the ones that we know that have been reported. There's guys that are going to keep this on the down low that they're not going to tell everyone that they interviewed or worked out with the Spurs or the Spurs have told them, please don't disclose this to anyone else. So, but these are the only ones that we actually know about. There's going to be, there's plenty more. Unlike last season, the Spurs are not restricted to how many players they can work out or interview because of COVID. So they're going to be they're doing a lot of work that we just don't see it. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind, everyone, just because you don't see a guy that they interview 
interviewed or worked out right. that was reported doesn't mean that probably it hasn't happened. So Absolutely. it most likely happen, has happened that mm-hmm. and we just don't know about it. Absolutely. I think um, one of the biggest examples I have is I, I remember talking with DeJounte Murray the day before he got drafted by San Antonio. And I remember him telling me that he didn't, he never worked out for San Antonio, that he had, he just had an interview and that was it. So, and then they ended up picking him. So that just tells you, you know, just because a player A doesn't get a workout at or uh, chat does not mean the Spurs could target them. Um, you know, so there it is. You know, there's DeJounte Murray is kind of the big example of that. But yeah, well, there's your quick update on who these Spurs are targeting. Uh, again, you know, take with a grain of salt. This just gives you a glimpse of to what the Spurs are looking at as the big day draft day is uh, fast approaching. It's going to switch to our... July, yeah, it's right around the corner. Let's switch to our next topic, and that is the big report that came out uh, earlier regarding the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, well, the soon-to-be free agent Spurs, DeMar DeRozan, and the Lakers. Uh, Ty, I know you saw it, but just for those who did not, uh, this is from uh, Even Massey of Hoop Analysis. Uh, he says the Lakers do have interest in pursuing DeMar DeRozan this offseason in free agency, sources say. A signing trade for him would be necessary, but very doable for L.A. There is your quote, Ty. Yeah, as the report says, the only way the Lakers can get any type of deal done is a signing trade because they simply don't have money. That's what it comes down to, to sign them straight out as a free agent. Signing trade obviously works well for San Antonio uh, no matter what, because you, know, you, you, know, you don't lose uh, DeMar for nothing. But then comes the question, okay, well, then who should the Spurs want in return? There's the usual suspect, you know, which is Kyle Kuzma. That's the name you hear a lot. But what was your initial reaction to this, Ty? How do you digest this? It was expected. It's the Lakers. We Also, it's sources season, baby. We're going to get all of these kind of things. We've seen. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm here for the chaos. But um, no, this was kind of expected, at least, I'm, at least from what I was thinking in terms of that. The Lakers are interested in almost everyone. It's the same, like, th- four running teams that are reportedly interested in everyone it's whatever team lebron's on and or the lakers the heat and the knicks they're always interested in everyone <laughs> but um with the lakers specifically they are they are probably looking for a third guy to pair next to lebron and anthony davis kyle kuzma is not that guy unfortunately just letting y'all know and also it doesn't help that the lakers have 121 million already attached and that's only between um, seven players. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, definitely not good. Yeah, the whenever you have expiring contracts for almost every single player on your team, it's not going to be easy to resign guys. So, and you're also you're definitely not going out in free agency and getting big targets. So, a signing trade is obviously needed for this. And unfortunately, you're the Lakers are also very limited with their options in terms of case. Like you only hear three, you hear two or three names, the same three names being shouting out from Laker fans for their, for their fake trades. And it's Taylor Horton Tucker, Kyle Kuzma and Caldwell Pope. And it's because those are the only guys that they have the possibility of trading. <laughs> it's so again, like I said, it's not expected. And, I'm not. It's definitely. I think there's better trade partners, but you also have a team that's desperate in the Lakers that 
that's serious. That's probably going to make some things interesting too. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs of the playoffs. Head to the website right now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why you can endure in pointless, never-ending, seemingly intimidating questioning uh, while you wait for the person behind the counter to order all the parts? I mean, it's just such a hassle. Look, save time and money by using Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com right now because you don't want to be spending 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years and more. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Do you think that if the spur, let's just say in a hypothetical, in a Marvel what if a universe, a multiverse, if they were to say, okay, Lakers, let's see what you got. What would Ty Yeager want from the Lakers, any sign and trade with uh, the Lakers? Because... Look, the best case scenario, as I mentioned, the Spurs are not left empty-handed. Uh, that I think that will be beneficial for everybody. You know, but at the same time, DeMar can, if he wants to, you can just say bye. I, you know, I'm not going to do any type of sign and trade. Just thanks, San Antonio. It was nice knowing you. But in this multiverse, what would Ty Yeager want? Um, if I ha- if I have to, if I have to do it with the Lakers, I'm just going to take what I can get. I'm not going to be picky. Yeah. Uh. Honestly, get Kuzma, get Taylor Horn Tucker, and maybe in a future first. Maybe, and we've seen this before, maybe you can negotiate get their first this season if they have it. I, I don't right. have I don't have the rights in front of me. I need to look at it. But um you I think at minimum, Kuzma and if in some sort of future first would be a great way to go. Um I know that it's not it's not the per it's not a perfect world. Kuzma's not the best, but it fills a de- it fills your depth need at the four position, which you're very lacking at. And mm-hmm. Kuzma is no is no slouch. He's still he's still a solid player, just kind of filled with in some inconsistencies. But it doesn't hurt to have a guy like him on the roster. Uh, also, the Lakers have twenty second pick, so maybe you you work in a sign and trade. But and some there's workarounds of trading picks. We this happened with the Anthony Davis trade where you delay the trade at least in terms of the picks. Mm-hmm. So the so you can because tr- the Sepian rule doesn't allow teams to trade first round picks in consecutive years. And if you trade that after the fact in terms after with um after once the new season year starts, you can trade stuff. So you could easily see a delayed trade. If, this, if the Lakers were to throw in this year's pick, you never know. But 
I'm going to be happy with Kuzma in a first round pick. If you can get Taylor yeah. Horn Tucker in there and steal it from them from the Lakers, yeah. go, go ahead. That's that's a good yeah. way to go. Just as in as in more young guys to your depth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And again, the big thing is that the Spurs are not left in, left empty handed. Now, obviously, this is just a, a report, you know, you know, again, take it for what you will. Uh, but it just gives you an idea of that. Hey, you know, the reality is DeMar DeRozan could not be with the Spurs next year. And if they, he tells them, which I think would be great if he does tell the organization, like, look, I'm not planning to stay, you know, do what you can. I mean, I think that'd be great. But the reality is too, Ty, he doesn't have to do that. He can just bounce, can he? He can bounce if he wants to. It's this. What people forget is that it's a two-way road. That Demar is ultimately in charge. He's in charge of the road. We're just on it with him. And yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's what Demar. In the end, Demar is going to agree to it. So that's why that I don't even bother looking at signing trades with guys like Cleveland. It's like most of the guy, most of the teams with. With like a top pick, I don't think about doing a sign trade because I don't think Demar would want to go there. I don't think Demar would like to go to Cleveland of all places. Um, <laughs> so, so you have to. Your options are a little bit limited. If I am Demar Derozan, I'm looking to go to a contender or go somewhere that I like, aka look at Toronto maybe, just because that's previous home, or may, maybe even Detroit with um. Casey Dwayne Casey being there, although I don't see them train that first round pick, although there's been reports on that. But again, <laughs> this is report season, so I'm not taking that seriously. Um, but again, it's it's all in Demar's hands in terms of where he wants to go. And if he wants to go in LA, that's fine by him. But the only but like we said in that report, the only way the Lakers are going to get him are going to be through a sign and trade. It's interesting though, because if he does bounce, let's just say he does, you know, the, is, is that a sign that that's it? The Spurs should just be on full rebuild, rebuild mode. You know, just look, you're losing a big piece to the Spurs in the last three years. He was the leading assist guy for the team. You know, one of the leading scorers for the team, you know, that, that veteran presence, you're losing a big chunk in that department because who's going to give you that offensive consistency as he did. Uh, but let's just say he does bounce, he dips or whatever. Do you think this person should go on rebuild mode, full rebuild? Let's just start all over again, or should they not and try to fix the wheels and still try to make the playoffs at the same time? The Spurs have already kind of been in a little rebuild mode, and no one's really even noticed. Let's be honest. Uh, they've gotten picks that they've been building this young core, and I think it's going to be the first. I think this upcoming season, it's going to be a youth movement with it that you just you move on from your veterans. And you just give the reins to these young guys. You got to figure out. I've said this on my own podcast where the Spurs are at a point where they need if they have a lot of young talent, they need to figure out what's going to work and what's not. And it's a kind of, it's kind of it's going to be a little I say call it retooling because I still think this team's going to be yeah solid with these young guys. But you got to you got to give them some run and you got to figure out who's going to work here and who's not. And and there's two ways a Spurs season can go this upcoming season, especially if you go into youth movement. And honestly, I think it's a win-win no matter what happens. On the really win, on the big win side is you run these guys. First off, you get a win because these guys are going to be developing no matter what happens. 
if you start getting wins with this young team and suddenly yeah. it's like, oh, this team is actually good with these young guys, then suddenly you're going to be fine for a playoff spot. I'm, now, mm-hmm. does it mean contention? I doubt it. But still, you can be fine for a playoff spot and get into a decent spot and continue to get these guys solid development. Now, say you run these guys out, it's not as good. Kind of figure out it's not really some of these pieces aren't working. You trade off some of those pieces and you probably end up with a top eight pick, which doesn't Mm -hmm. hurt your chances at all. That just gives you a better chance of getting another another young guy that could possibly become your superstar. So no matter which way it goes, I think it's a win win. You're going to either have a winning season or you're going to get a top eight pick that you can really apply to continue to build this team. So, but it's as some people I like to call it retooling because it's at least the past three years have been retooling. It's been a like a, a rebuild light because it, they haven't been really taking anything. Yeah. It really they has, but at the same time, though, I mean, yeah, you understand the opposite side of where they need to get aggressive if they're going to retool because the division is going to get stronger next season. You know, Houston's going to get a number two pick. That's the power player ready coming into that in their own backyard along the sides of Zion Williamson and, and John Morant and Luka Doncic and then Houston's number two pick tie. Yeah, what about that trend of thought? Like, you know, just they, fine. They're going to retool, but can they retool aggressively? Yeah, they can. They can. And that's going to be dependent on, is there really a guy that they like in this, this current draft that they're willing to trade a few more pieces than just DeMar DeRozan? It's, you can be aggressive. You can trade out some picks, but I think at this rate, it's you don't want to sell too much because you still want to figure out what you got. And that's kind of at least where my my thought process is that I don't really. I'm very hesitant to trade guys like Devin and Keldon at least for now mm-hmm. at this moment because you want to see what these guys can do. And I think these guys have some really solid solid to high potential. You just got to you got to give them some run, especially with Devin Vassell mm-hmm. who was kind of stuck on with the less the least amount of minutes in terms of the rotations. So I just want to see these guys get some runs. So you can fit one, you got to figure out if these guys are going to work or not. And two, and two, once you do figure out those guys, the guys that do work or not, then you know who you need to trade and who you need to keep yeah. un- untouchable. So yeah, it, it just all depends. And yeah. I don't think the Spurs should be too aggressive, at least in terms of trading Unless there's a guy that they know that they can get with some right. solid pieces without without selling the whole te- the whole team to get them, yeah. And there's also this thought too, Ty, because sure they got a great young core right now. It's good. It's solid. It's something you can build on, and hopefully they individually get better next season. But there's going to come a time when these guys are going to want to get paid, and who knows if the Spurs are going to have enough money to afford all of them, Ty? Yeah, and. You're going to get there, but again, you got to figure out who you who's going to work and who isn't, so you know who you, who you can pay and who you're not. Luckily, the Spurs have a lot of team friendly deals. Look at Dejounte and Kel- and Derek. Uh, Lonnie could easily be, get a team friendly deal if he doesn't bet on himself and continues and gets an extension this off season. Um, but luckily, you have so much money you can you can pay you can pay your guys over the cap as well with bird rights, especially that's. That's the wonders of your first of having your first round picks as well. Mm-hmm. So it you can go over the cap no matter what to re-sign these guys. And the Spurs have plenty of space to do so. You just gotta figure out who you want to pay, who's gonna work, and in the long run, who's gonna be who's gonna be the guy that you plan to make your franchise 
built around. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Spurs do once that domino fall. And I think that is the first domino to fall with, with DeMar DeRozan, whether he's going to stay or go, sign and trade, new deal, whatever. You know, that obviously is what the Spurs are looking at. And I would just hope come draft time that they would the team would have an idea because, you know, what if he says bye, you know, that's it. You know, I'm I'm down, I'm out, you know, and maybe the Spurs use number 12 pick to find, you know, a wing player like him. Or if he says, no, I'm back in, okay, fine, they can look at somewhere else. So I think that I would hope would happen before draft day, Ty, because he could hold up the team in that direction. Or do you think that does that doesn't even matter whether he stays or he uh, leaves? The Spurs should still, you know, proceed as planned with that number twelve pick, Ty. You proceed as planned. That's just yeah. the Spurs have their own have their own uh, like pathways. Like you, whenever you have mm-hmm. a plane, you have a pathway. It's like does does. Player A go or leave, then you go down the tree and follow so on and so forth. It's a flow chart. Everyone loves flow charts, but um, you proceed as planned. That's just the way that it goes. You go ahead. The Spurs team is definitely going to have plans for if Demar stays and Demar goes, and maybe the Spurs have a plans to not even bring Demar back. You never know. But no matter what, you go forward with that. What plans that you had with that pick? And honestly, I think it doesn't doesn't matter because you're gonna have. I think the Spurs still need to pick a big man, no matter what happens. Mm. You got to pick a guy that's a three, let, four, let, or five. let me guess, Kai Jones. Kai Jones. I like Kai Jones. I think Kai Jones. <laughs> is, well, I say that because I think it's just be a solid pick. He fills a lot of needs, and it's just, it just, I think it's a better fit. Plus, the guy's from from Austin. At least I think he's from Austin. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Never know. But he played with Texas. That's all that matters. But it just, it just fits a team need, and I think that's what. The reason that you, the, what the Spurs are going to do is going to be a mix, at least a mix of draft best available and draft what you need. You're not going to draft a, a point guard. That's just not going to be the case. Unless you had like a top four pick, then you're no, most likely not going to pick a guard. But you're going to pick one of the best guys available at that position that you specifically need. And I think that's the way that the Spurs are, com- are going to go at 12 if they don't trade up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there, there's so many things that are going to be happening with the Spurs in such a short time. You have the draft, you have Team USA with Keldon and Pop. There's going to be so much things that are going to be going on with San Antonio. But again, you can't lose the focus, everybody. That draft is coming up. And Brian Wright and the rest of their war room guys, whoever's in there, you know, they're, they're going to have to really, really hit it out of the park. I, I really believe they cannot miss on number 12. Uh, and it's you know because th- that's the only way they're going to get back to some sort of playoff or well, perennial playoff way because that's how their glory days was built through the draft Tony Manu and Tim and then and luckily you know for him and luckily it, there's so much talent around twelve that really it's going to be hard for the Spurs to really mess up that pick no matter which way they go there but and everyone has their preferences but there's so much talent in this draft that you. You're not going to go wrong, no matter what, especially that range. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that you can go with. It just depends on who's available and who the Spurs are really high on. So, say Kai Jones isn't there, maybe yeah. they're maybe they, they go after Singun, uh, the uh, guy the center out Turkey. Maybe they go yeah. Gabara. There's so many different guys that they can go they can go with that it's going to be it would be a solid pick no matter what. It just depends. So, I think yeah. at this rate, it depends on everyone's personal preference of what they want and what the Spurs specifically want. Yeah. Um, 
Is it your opinion? We're running out of time here, but just want to get this out of the way for is it your opinion that everything's on the table in this draft, including flipping some of the guys along with that pick if it means to move up in the draft or trading for an established star? You know, where are the Spurs stand in that department? I think the Spurs, I think some guys are going to be a little untouchable to the Spurs just because they are really high on their guys. Uh, guys like I think DeJounte is probably untouchable. And, let, and I say that untouchable in terms of if there's a if there's an all star talent that you can go get, I'm just saying this. I'm not saying that I want Ben Simmons, but just uh, see an example. As an example, yes. If, if there's a guy very like, very big as an example. If there's an NBA all star that is disgruntled or is just not working with their team, then I think guys like Dejounte might be on the table for the Spurs if they are if they really are high on getting that certain all star. But I think some of these guys for the Spurs are going to be a bit untouchable and plus like i said the spurs probably want to figure out what they have before they trade it away because you never know you could have a guy that could be really good just hasn't shown it yet because some guys just take a little while to get get their way in the league look at sabonis who went between three different teams and really found his rhythm in in indiana in oklahoma city he was not good but the problem was oklahoma city wasn't playing him properly and he wasn't getting proper minutes and all that. So you got to really just run the guys out, see what you have before you trade them. And I'm going to assume that's where the Spurs are at this moment. Unless they have a guy that they really, really, really like, and we've seen this before with Kawhi, they will trade up and they will trade a hometown favorite to get there. So I don't think the Spurs are afraid to trade up. It just depends on if they want to trade up. Yeah, it's... um. In my opinion, uh, Ty, I think everything's on the table right now. I mean, if if I agree with you, if it's DeJounte, you know, I'm biting my teeth saying, okay, Team X, what do you want? You know, what are you offering me? Because you're giving up a guy, you know, that's really, you know, becoming a focal point for the team, especially after his uh, great season he had individually last year. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs really got to answer those calls, hear what's going on, because my biggest fear, Ty, they get stuck in that mediocrity level. I don't want them to get stuck there. You know, when it means getting aggressive to really get them out of that, then you go for it. Um, Because the last thing they need is just to have season after season of just being a 500 team and getting picks like 12 or 17, 18, you know, something like that. You know, because right currently right now, they don't have anybody to build around. They don't have that Tim Duncan. They don't have that Luka Doncic style player. Unless I'm totally off time. Your thoughts? No, you're not wrong. You're off. Uh, The Spurs really need to find someone that's going to be their premium number one option all-star. And we're not sure the Spurs have that or not yet. Some people think the Spurs don't. I think that there could be someone. We just don't know who it is. Um, I think Lonnie or Keldon could easily become it just in terms of, especially Keldon with his personality. He has the all-star type personality in terms of just being a fun guy. But he has the skills. Lonnie has the potential, in my opinion, to do it. It just... Again, you gotta find out what you have, and you're not going to do that unless you run these guys. You give these guys run. Now, the Spurs, the Spurs, I know would desperately would love to get a guy, a premium guy that's like going to be your number one option. That's a top four draft pick. The Spurs would most likely love to have him. Any team would love to have him. But the Spurs are in desperate need of finding who's going to be the face of their franchise and who's going to be the number one option the number one go-to guy that's going to be that's going to lead your team to the promised land. Look at the Suns with Devin Booker. 
where you got Devin Booker, you got Aiden has a secondary piece, and Chris Paul as like a veteran that can lead them. But, and I honestly, I've said this my, on our podcast as well. I like the Suns model in terms of building through the draft. They figured out who was working, who didn't, aka look at, um, what was it, Dragon Bender, who they drafted, just didn't work, traded him off. And they got to be, they, they built up the draft, found the pieces that they liked, and then added sec- some accompanying pieces like Crowder, like Chris Paul, that really fit well with that team. So if you look at the Suns, they, they have a great model. Yeah, it was a long, it was 10 years in the process. I don't think the Spurs are going, would have to take that long. But I would love to see the Spurs continue to build their draft, find their pieces, and then once they know, build around those pieces and make that team work. Yeah, well, there's so many answers, so many questions, so much things are up in the air right now for the Spurs. One thing's for sure is that they have the draft ahead. They're still doing their due diligence. And, um, yeah, one of the biggest storylines is still out there, DeMar DeRozan's future in San Antonio. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the latest guys that Ty gave us an update on that the Spurs are looking at ahead of the NBA draft? Like, dislike, uh, indifferent? Let us know. You can let Ty know on his Twitter, at the Yeager. The Tiger, because he's the, the only Tiger. The like Tiger. The, we have to stress like, that. Yeah. Like it's you don't say Ohio State. It's the Ohio State. Yeah. So it's the Tiger, and uh, yeah. Make sure to follow him right now. Uh, great conversation, guy. I don't know if you want to dive into some of his tweets, but if you're if you dare, go ahead and uh, t- chat with him on Twitter. Make sure to follow uh, Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, Spotify, Odyssey app. The list goes on and on and on. And hey. Speaking of the draft, there is a locked-on mock draft coming fast and furious. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. It's going to be featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Draft, Chad Four, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Hi, Locked On Spurs already submitted their pick. I'm not going to tell you who, who uh, Locked On Spurs picked. Hmm. You might go You might go crazy. Crazy I'm, happy or crazy sad? We don't I'm gonna, know. I'm going to assume that it, it's a good pick. Again, Spurs, Spurs does not... If the Spurs somehow screw up the 12th pick, then I have major concerns. But there's like the percentage of that <laughs> happening is like extremely low again with the talent around there. So I'm not really that worried. Guys, ready to flip a table over if something bad goes wrong. I'm ready to flip this desk over. Real. You ready, guys? At the number 12 pick, the Spurs select Josh Primo. Ty's losing it. Ty's yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it there. I think that's there's there's a low percentage to mess that up, and it it, it happened. It happened. Then you really want to follow Ty on Twitter then if that happens. I doubt that happens. We're just having fun right now. But anyway, for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.